Hello, hello, hello. It is a new day, a new week, a new episode. Um, almost time, almost time for a new month. Um, what's going on? How are you? How are the people around you? How is your village? I'm gonna talk about that later on in the show. Um, but what's going on? I miss you guys. I'm posting this a couple days later than what I originally planned. But uh, life happens. And the way Mother Nature has been set up, honey, <laughs> it's been too cold and everything to record where I usually record it. So, yeah, there's that. Um, quick pro quo. Well, not pro quo. Pro, uh, Jesus, it's, this is the intro, Father. And I'm already slipping up on words. But just a quick note. Um, usually I record at night and this, this time I'm recording during the day and my neighbor's badass kids are out and about. So if you hear anything in the background, please don't be aware. Don't be alarmed. Anyway, let's get into this episode, honey. Let's, let's talk. Let's get into some things because I have some things to get into. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Uniquely Spoken. It's your girl, Red. And let's get moving, shall we? Once again, welcome to a new episode of Uniquely Spoken. If you did not hear before, my name is Red. If you're new here, welcome to the family. Um... This is the segment, Just Scrolling. Just Scrolling is really things that I find on the internet. It can be any, from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. I really need to start using my Twitter page more. Um, Snapchat, Google, wherever. Things that pop up on my screen that I feel like I should speak on. And <laughs> give my little commentary if you will, this, this just scrolling is kind of, it's not all over the place, but I'm going to try to make it flow. Okay. The best I can. Now to start off, because this is the freshest and newest thing that has popped across my screen. If you've heard of the new Michael Jackson documentary, leaving Neverland, then you know of the two accusers, who are are alleged accusers who stated that um they were molested all right sir you and your lap truck um stated that they were molested by michael jackson and um basically they're speaking about their story now um i haven't seen leaving neverland i really don't plan to i think it was an hbo documentary I really don't plan to just like I didn't I didn't watch Surviving R. Kelly. One quick thing before I get into what I want to talk about is everyone is trying to take this horrible act and make it into a race issue. Um I think Nick Cannon posted 
a meme that said, so where is the surviving Harvey Weinstein documentary? And someone else posted about another prominent actor who's being accused of sexual assault. Where's uh, the documentary on them? Y'all only doing documentaries on black people. That's like, (laughs) that's like comparing or not really comparing. That's not, that's like saying almost dismissing the act for the sake of the color of the person. Now, my thing is, it's still a horrible act. It's is unexplainable. It's disgusting. It's it's a lot of things, but for you to attempt to turn this into a race issue is a problem. Like, oh, damn the fact that they did what they did, but why is it that you only doing these documentaries on black people? Why is it that you not doing any of these documentaries on the white people? Harvey Weinstein, uh, as far as I know of, has been charged and sentenced or whatever else i haven't followed his story i i don't i don't plan to but this uh leaving neverland documentary has affected people in a lot of different ways a lot of uh michael jackson songs are starting to be pulled and you know the mute michael jackson and i hate that because i'm a big fan of michael jackson but i it's I'm trying to think of the right words because people are also struggling with the artist and the person like his artistry and person. Can you get rid of his art or dismiss his art now because of what he did? Me personally, I haven't, I can't say I've mastered the, oh yeah, mute R. Kelly, not R. Kelly. Cause that he's, he can, mm. He can fry in the deepest depths of hell. But um, I haven't mastered the separating the art from the artist yet. I'm not excusing what he did. I'm not excusing the things that he was capable of doing. But this man is dead and gone. Not saying his accusers shouldn't have said anything because you speak when you want to speak. Don't let anybody push you to speak. But this man is dead and gone. I read a report that they want to um, exhume his body to try to get DNA to match, whatever. What, what, you going to sentence him in the afterlife? Like, come on now, come on now, come, come, mm-mm, mm-mm. speak your truth, live in your truth, and let it be that. But y'all trying to go dig up this man's body? For what? What peace is that going to bring you? Um, But... That's, I wasn't trying to get into that specifically. What I wanted to speak on was Barbara Streisand. (laughs) Barbara Streisand, who is 76 years old. She's an amazing singer, um, singer, actress, whatever. (sighs) I don't want to say whatever. Like, (laughs) she just don't matter. But, ooh, sir. Um... Barbara Streisand did an interview in the UK with um, the Times. I think that's what they were called. And she made a comment, a couple of comments rather, that she believes uh, Michael Jackson molested these two boys. And 
she believes his sexual needs were his sexual needs but she also believes that them being molested didn't kill them so you know basically it is what it is um she stated that michael jackson wanted to do a duet with her that she denied it she barbara barbara hello barbara first of all for you to say um oh she also said that they were thrilled to be there um ma'am who's thrilled about this type of situation uh in the documentary i guess the kids or the adult the accusers say that they were thrilled to be there at the time, which, you know, you, Michael, uh, you're a fan of, if you're a fan of Michael Jackson and you get to go to Neverland and see all the things that he has and all the toys and especially, you know, as a kid, yeah, you excited to be there. But what you're not excited about is the action of the grown adult against the child. But Barbara Streisand is receiving a lot of backlash, which is deserved and understood because for you to say well i mean you can say they were molested but it didn't kill them they broke they both are grown they both have wives they both have children what so i mean it didn't kill them they have a life after this so (sighs) speaking from a personal space speaking from an experience uh space in this sense ma'am it does kill you it kills you on the inside it kills you where in places that other people cannot see it steals things from you especially if it happens as a child it steals your innocence it steals your joy it steals or it steals or replaces your joy with shame in a sense she stated that she you know feels bad for them she feels bad for michael but she also blames the parent she blames the parent for allowing them to go and sleep in the bed with michael and all of this which to a certain extent you know i wouldn't let my child sleep in the bed with a grown man either so that little 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 piece i can say okay yeah i I, uh, you can't blame the parent for the person's act but you could have possibly done something to prevent it but streisand um get in your nursing home and sit down sit in your nice nursing home eat you some prunes and some jello Get you a little water, a little milk. You know, take you some stool softeners and get somewhere and sit down. Because that, that's speaking from a place of ignorance. If you haven't gone through that, that's speaking, you speaking from a place of ignorance. Well, it didn't kill you. So, I mean, you still standing, you know, why living it? Because it takes, it, it takes your identity as well. Because in your mind, now you're just seen as an object or something to be preyed upon. 
that by a person that you shouldn't be preyed upon from that shouldn't prey upon you so let's let's move on from that because um this story came across i came across this story and i saved it this teen she's 19 years old she her name is taylor smith she pled guilty to i believe it was uh endangerment reckless endangerment for pushing her friend off of a 60 foot bridge how do you get a misdemeanor how, how were you able to plead with a misdemeanor? Now, by the grace of God, this this young woman who is, um, I believe, 16, I believe the incident happened back in August. She did not die. Thank you, Jesus. She, I think, had six broken ribs and a pierced lung. And there was a video. And the video went viral. So, the girl that pushed her, Taylor Smith, has pled guilty because initially she pled not guilty, but um now she has pled guilty to reckless endangerment, and she will be sentenced um later on this month actually, but the sentence for reckless reckless endangerment can be up to a year in prison and a five thousand dollar fine. Now, I particularly don't agree with the reckless endangerment charge. I feel like it should be something a little bit more. That's just my opinion. You can agree or not agree. That's your business. But for you to willingly push this girl off of this bridge. Now, apparently she was like, well, I feel like I was helping her. <laughs> Chick, friends like you, we don't need enemies, okay? <laughs> Um, but she said she felt like she was helping her friend and her friend said she wanted to get over her fear. So she felt like she was helping her friend get over her fear. Um, help me get over my fear of wearing tight clothing or crop tops. Help me small, help me in small ways. Don't push me off of a 60 foot bridge. But she was like, well, on the video, um, she, you know, my friend said she wanted to get over her fear and she wanted me to push her. Off of a 60 foot brick? No, 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 no. Even then, she was like, well, it was a lapse in judgment and all of that. Um, As I stated, she's going to be sentenced later on this month. <laughs> Baby, God bless you. Because I, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. But moving on, because, <laughs> like, if I stay on that, the more I think about it, the slick more I pissed off I get. But to move on from that, if you've been keeping up with this USC scandal, <laughs> and I'm not going to stay on this long because I've been keeping up with it and I haven't been keeping up with it, the main person I'm upset with is Aunt Becky from Full House. Um, <laughs> baby, when I say people have been cutting ties with her, Hallmark, who she's been on a good amount of movies on Hallmark, and as well as she was in a series that's going on on Hallmark that apparently was supposed to start, I think they're in their third season of the series. I f can't think of the name of it right now, but they're in their third series, and She's on, like, the cover of everything. Yeah, they were supposed to premiere, I believe, on 
March. It was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. It was a Sunday. 16th, 17th. I think I believe they were supposed to premiere on March 16th, I believe. March 16th or March 17th. March 17th. Um, if not, it was supposed to be a week prior. They had they pulled and was like they weren't premiering anything just yet. And they're going to see what happens as far as this USC thing goes. The USC scandal, if you have not heard of it, basically all of these different celebrities and powers, higher ups, paid for their children to go to school. Sounds, you know, normal, right? No, it wasn't. Because they paid for, basically paid for them to be admitted. They didn't pay tuition. They paid for them to be admitted. And Aunt Becky paid up to like almost a million dollars, if not more. And the person who was taking the money and putting them on fake scholarships was another thing. To make it look like, you know, okay, they're coming in and they're really going to be an asset. The person who has been the contact person, I believe he resigned. He is somewhere off living his best life. Excuse me. I believe if not, they going to get him too. <laughs> this has been like, I remember seeing an episode of, I believe, was it Law and Order? It was an episode of either Law and Order or Full House that Slick covered this. But it was, you know, what nobody think of actually doing it, right? No, <laughs> Aunt Becky did. So... They went and um, basically the parents paid all this money all the way up to around, I think in total, it was over $6.5 million for these students to go to be admitted and all of this. I remember listening to Trevor, Trevor Noah and hearing him say, this is basically a bad way to find out that your parents think you're stupid. And that you were not going to make it in. One student, unfortunately, um, they have stopped admissions to USC. And USC is even going and looking at people that has already graduated and have their degrees. And they're going to pull their degrees if it comes back that they were part of this scam. So, they are going to pull those degrees. Um... Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Train of thought, train of thought, train of thought. Okay, they're going to pull them. And they are not admitting students right now. One student, um, as far as I believe, was going to attempt suicide. She was already enrolled. She's already enrolled. And they're not... Oh, Jesus, Shadita, you were doing so good. They're not um, continuing to let students enroll in classes if you're a part of this scandal. They went and reviewed her case and she was not a part of what's going on. So um, the student is receiving counseling and everything, which is always amazing. Um, but this is this is stupid. Like you paid all of this money for your child to get into a school 
that you knew they were dumb enough that they couldn't get in or not even dumb enough. Let me not say that. You knew they weren't going to make it in by themselves. So you decided to pay thousands upon thousands upon millions of dollars to push their application through to put them on a fake scholarship and now what happens when they get to school and they can't keep up what happens then um aunt becky has two daughters that was going to usc i think they're they were part of the reason why all of this sparked um they has they have since dropped out or <laughs> been pushed out by the school so yeah this is a horrible way to find out that your parents, if you, and then a lot of kids didn't know that their parents did what they did. So this is a horrible way to find out that either your parents think you stupid or that you wouldn't make it. But um, let's move on because this, this segment has taken longer than what I thought it was going to. So yeah, let's move on. And we're back. Um, We've made it to unique thoughts. Unique thoughts is, the point of the show where either I share a story time or I give my unique point of view on something that I've come across. Um, this unique thoughts is probably going to be like a combination. I'm, I'm going to do a combination of both because there were, I was stuck between two things. So the first thing is I came across this story online about this woman who was getting married. Uh, we're going to name her Rachel. Rachel and she was marrying we're gonna call him Don and Rachel and Don had been together for about six years I believe and they're getting married and everything's happy and go lucky and everyone's excited well the night before the actual wedding Rachel receives an, an anonymous text message that reveals Don had been cheating on her. And Don had been cheating on her for a couple of, for I believe it was a couple months or almost a year. And this is like she went to her bachelorette party. Everything was fine. Everybody, you know, all the girls, you know how you get at a bachelorette party, all the girls and had some liquor and everything she receives the text message and it's like i said it's completely anonymous she shows the text message you know she breaks down crying and everything as you would normally do and she shows the friends the text message and the text messages aren't just like oh i've been sleeping with your man oh this 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 has been going on no there there are pictures there is explicit details of in the text messages i believe there were screenshots of the text messages um or the conversation between don and this other woman and everything like just kind of hit her at once so she spent like the rest of the night in early morning kind of contemplating on whether or not she should cancel her wedding which that's understandable because <laughs> wouldn't it be in a wedding be <laughs> they go and the part of the story that got me the most was the friends 
Because the friends started plotting. Okay, what you want to do? We can do this, this, and this. Oh, we can whoop his ass. Oh, we can do this, this, and this. Like, the friends jumped into <laughs> beast mode. And, mind you, everybody, like I said, everybody was drunk. Everybody went and had a good time at the bachelorette party and everything. Right? That's not how you want to end your night now, is it? No. <sighs> so, she, you know, kind of just tells everyone to go to bed. Everything, you know, she let her think. Well, the next morning, she gets up and the friends are kind of looking at her like, okay, you know, what's going on? She begins to get ready for the wedding. And the friends are trying to figure out, you know, what you're doing. Are you sure? And she was like, "Let you know, we're going to move forward. She moves forward and she sees her fiance, soon to be husband. And she gets sick on the stomach almost. But she said that she had a mission in mind that, you know, she was going to do whatever she was going to do. So she gets to the um, end of the aisle or archway. She meets her husband or soon to be husband and they're going through the ceremony and it gets to the point where they do their vows and um the husband goes first and he reads his vows and everyone's tearing up and heartfelt meanwhile the bri uh, bridesmaids are shooting daggers at him through their eyes um rachel pulls her phone out she was like oh those are so sweet and she was like i didn't want to forget mine so um here we go uh she pulls her phone out and she's like you know here we go i'm gonna read it from the phone <laughs> well she begins to read the explicit text messages and the explicit pictures like she begins to describe the pictures of everything that happened and Don is just standing there like, oh, oh, because the through the text message, she found out that the last time that these two were that the two were together were maybe a few days before their rehearsal dinner and bachelor and bachelorette party and wedding and everything. So it wasn't like, oh, this was from way back. No, this is from a few days ago. Now, they have gotten so close that the fam their families have gotten extremely close. So, his parents are there, and she's reading these explicit details. And I believe she showed, like, tried to show the pictures or whatever from the phone. And, basically, Don got ghosts. Don picked up and ran, and that was it. Wasn't no, wasn't no wedding. And she was like, you know, after she finished, she said, obviously, there is no wedding today. So, we're, we're still going to have a reception. And it's going to be called the Celebration of Truth. And, you know, basically, let's go party. Now, my thing is, <laughs> one, I would have been one of those friends that have been like, you know, you okay? What you want to do? I'm good either way. Let's, let's, let's get into it. But, <laughs> if I was a guest at this wedding... One, I would one I would be like, damn, this is the best wedding I've ever been to. And that makes me a horrible person because this woman is going through it. But still, that makes me a 
this, this the best wedding I've ever been to. Where did the husband go? Do I get my gift back? Can I still go eat? Is there still cake? There would have been so many. <laughs> Sir, you in this loud car. Uh, there would have been so, so many questions. Um, kudos to her for having the strength to do all of this in front of everybody and still want to go party or whatever and do a celebration of truth. Kudos to you, ma'am. Kudos, Rachel. Because like I said, I couldn't be a guest. I couldn't be your friend at the wedding because then we we would have had to fight. Uh, would have had to fight the groom. I couldn't be a wedding goer because then one, can I keep my gift? Two, if it was money, can I get that back? Three, is there still cake? Um, four, four, um, this wedding was outside and now I've sat in this sun and I'm albino and I'm about to burn up. I need some type of, uh, compensation for that. Um, so yeah, that makes me a horrible person. I know I have to accept that, but there were questions. There will be questions that I would need answered. So, uh-uh, not this B, not this B, Jesus. Lord, let it remain on the outside of the car. Um, but to this story time, I was, I kept speaking on your village. My village, I actually talked to both of them this morning, my friend Raven and my friend Sink, um, they are early birds, so they called me at like eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Nita, you still asleep? Yes. Uh, <laughs> but we talked for a little bit, and it genuinely reminded me that I have some really cool people around me, and I thank God for them. My friend Raven, I told this story, and when she hears this, <laughs> when she's listening to this podcast, she she she's going to crack up laughing. So, um, back when I was in high school, when I was a senior in high school, um, I lived in a different neighborhood that I live in now. It's not like it's far away, but it's, I lived in a different neighborhood and the house I was living in, there was this big tree in front of the house. And one morning, <laughs> one, uh, one morning or before that morning, I get off the bus uh, coming home from school that afternoon and <clears throat> excuse me I'm walking towards my house past the tree and everything walking towards the house get off the bus walk you know everything the normal day right you would think so I feel something come down on me and then I feel something go fat, 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 fat. and I'm like what the hell what the hell is this and now I'm screaming and I'm running <laughs> trying to get to the house and i still have to unlock the door and everything i turn around i have been jumped by a bird <laughs> i have been attacked by a bird so apparently there was a bird that built a nest in this tree that was in front of our house and <laughs> you know mama bird gonna protect her kids so the next morning I'm standing waiting for the bus knowing I have to pass this tree, right? <laughs> so, there's this man that would always ride his bike um, past the house. And he'd always speak, you know, hey, how you doing? And 
he riding his bike past the house as normal. <laughs> he got past the tree, uh, maybe like a few, maybe like two feet away from the tree. And here come the bird, swoop down on his ass. Fat, 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 fat. And he is trying, kudos to that man because he never fell off that bike. <laughs> he is trying to ride his bike. And he's holding on to the handlebars with one hand. And he is swinging at the bird with the other hand. <laughs> and I'm like, sir, sir, please. As he's coming up on the tree, I'm like, sir, please, 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 sir. Don't go, don't go past the tree. Don't go past the tree. He speaks to me. Hey, how you doing? Then he passes the tree and the bird just come down. I was up with the hell. So now I'm waiting on the bus. The man... <laughs> The man comes back by the same tree and he goes past. Hey, how you doing? And the bird swooped down on it ass. <laughs> Once again, he is riding or pedaling the bike, holding one handlebar. And he's like, ah, ah, shit, ah. about the story <laughs> i crack up laughing i know raven is listening to this crying right now because this is her favorite story but he's riding past and he's trying to fight the bird now mind you when i go to get on the bus i have to run because i'm and my bus driver was real petty because i would ask her to drop me off at the corner and i just walk to my house no that's not your stop i'm not stopping you right there you scared of a little bird man when you get your bald-headed ass off this bus and let it attack you then but that's neither here nor there so the, <laughs> the next day comes here come the man <laughs> on the bike riding past hey how you doing and bird swoop down on that ass because <laughs> all, all i can see is this man and every time he goes to pass it i'm like sir please please don't go past this tree please don't go past this tree sir don't do it and every time <laughs> he pedaling he pedaling and yelling and cussing <laughs> and swinging with one hand <laughs> On the way and swinging with the other. So I tell my mom, I'm like, Mom, because me and my brother, uh, the bird got my brother too. I tell my mom, I'm like, Mom, it is a bird in this tree and it's it's attacking. She was like, There ain't no bird in the tree. You and you know, you and your brother coming up with stuff. It ain't, ain't nothing wrong. My mom comes home from work one day early and she's sitting outside in her car and she's walking watching people walk past. <laughs> And as they're walking fast, birds swoop down. <laughs> and my mom goes, Abby, doggone, this is a bird in that tree. Really, lady? Really? Is it now? You don't say. <laughs> so she calls animal control. And she tells them what the bird looks like and everything. Apparently, it was a mockingbird, which is Mississippi State bird. Now, they was like, we can't kill it. We can't do anything to it because it's a state bird and we could be charged and all of that. At the time, I ain't care nothing about that. I just wanted to be able to get off the bus and walk safely. I st- It got to the point where I started getting off the bus and I would walk to the back door 
so I wouldn't have to pass the tree. The uh, animal control told her, well, if they have a nest, they're going to be aggressive for like two weeks. After that, um, they'll basically fly away. And <laughs> I ain't give a damn about none of that, to be honest. <laughs> in my head, they always in that tree. To this day, I, I don't fool with birds. I have a fear of birds that I didn't have before until after this encounter. Um, So basically, we couldn't do anything. We had to wait for them to fly away. We had to wait for the, uh, basically for the babies to grow up or whatever. But the man eventually wised up and <laughs> started going on the other side of the street. I don't think that man ever came back and crossed in front of that tree again, which, sir, I understand because I didn't want to go in front of that tree either. But, baby, when I tell you the birds, because my mom told them what they were doing, and they said basically what they're doing is their claws or talents or whatever you want to call them, they hook on like the back of your shirt. And they're hitting you in the face with their wings and like kind of tapping you on the top of your head or whatever. But they're, it's their form of protecting their nest. So basically what you're telling me is I'm being pimp slapped over and over and over again by a bird is what you're getting at. Um, but yeah, 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 the bird cl- clamps down on, like gets on and repeatedly just until you're like a little distance away from the tree it doesn't like it comes down swoop pow and keep it pushing no it hangs on it grips um so yeah that brings an end to unique thoughts (laughs) um if nothing else i want you to take away from this episode that sound of and imagine me sitting in the car with wings like a bird and just hitting you in your face. <laughs> hey everyone. Um, we've made it to Hey Honey. Jesus almost said unique speaks. That's at the end. we've made it to hey honey hey honey is usually when i give words of encouragement or um advice to someone who maybe sends me a voice memo or writes me or asks me a question whatever the case may be it's usually advice or encouragement and i always say as i'm encouraging you i'm encouraging myself this uh, hey, honey, is encouragement. If you would like to send questions for advice, excuse me, Jesus, send me a voice memo on Anchor or a message on Anchor. Or um, if you're listening to this and you got here through my Facebook page, be it you're listening on Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Beaker. I think this was called Beaker Radio Pocket. By the grace of God, I have been blessed to have a platform that is broadcast on several different other platforms. Um, But if you're listening on one of the other platforms and you came through my Facebook page or my Instagram, um, shoot me a DM if you have a question and I will do my best to answer it or give you advice. Um, 
But this encouraging words, encouraging moments, is about your village. You heard me say that several times throughout this um, episode. You always want to have a vision. Everyone knows the saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Well, even in adulthood, you have a village. Your village from childhood kind of transition into the village that you build. Your your village as a child is the one that was created for you. Um, Be it your parents, aunts, uncles, grandparents, whatever. Um, Church folks, whatever. Your village was created for you. Now, the village as you're older or as you get older is the one that you create for yourself. And your village can consist of your best friends, um, loved ones, family members, even strangers. Um, we all we all know the same friends is the family that you choose. Well, my village, I thank God for every day. And I probably don't tell them that enough that I thank them for being a part of my village. My village includes my best friends, um, Raven, Tink, and Patrick, um, my mom, of course, um, my brothers and sisters, even when we going at each other's necks, they're still a part of my village. Your village helps shape you in a sense. If you have the right village, your village will encourage you and push you to do the things that you want to do, things that you're passionate about, things that need that you need to do. Your village will push you forward. But if you have the wrong village, that village will tear you down. Anything that you any little idea that you have will they will see as either either a competition if they're in the same field or they will see it as oh you dreaming too big or you doing too much or you're not going to accomplish that this this and this you need um get your head out the clouds that village will be more likely to discourage you and to take away like take away your joy take away the things that will make you the happiest the most instead of build you up that village will tear you down now the village that i have builds me up when i don't feel confident when i don't feel pretty when i don't feel basically like doing anything even when it comes to this podcast if i go so long without posting um raven tink and patrick will be like uh so what's up with this new episode so where's the episode at um did you upload if i haven't uploaded you know i'll be like oh yeah i'm working on it okay you working on it but like where is it (laughs) why haven't you posted um if i did post and anchor for whatever reason is tripping and didn't see notifications which (laughs) anchor please get on that okay please i beg of you um you know they they still they stay on me when it comes to this. Patrick was one that he put me on a time on the time schedule to upload my first one. He was like, "Yo, <laughs> you you legit got two weeks. I'll give you two weeks, and that's two weeks too long. But I'll give you two weeks to upload the episode because for whatever reason, I was scared to do it." And I think I spoke on fear before. 
<clears throat> I may have did, excuse me, in unique speaks, but our greatest happiness, our greatest purpose is on the other side of the thing that we fear the most. And the right village will help you push past that fear and push over that fear. Not like that girl pushed her friend off the bridge, not that type of fear. But your village will help you push past whatever wall you decided to build up. Um, Patrick was one that he was like, look, you got a whole degree in this. And Raven and Tink has told me this before. Like, you got a whole degree in this. At least use it. <laughs> use it. Um, so I'm extremely grateful to him <clears throat> because I actually found out about this app through his podcast. Um, so check out Reckless Digest. He might be changing the name of it soon. I don't know. I don't know what he's uh, going to decide to do, but still check him out. Patrick Coda, Cody, he going to kill me because I messed that up. He, 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 he's going to kill me because I messed that up every time. But, um, my friends Raven and Tink, I met them both in college. I met Raven during orientation and we found out we was living in the same dorm. <laughs> I think we were leaving class and we both just kind of been walking the same path. And, well, you know, you living here, Chris? Yeah, living here, Chris. Oh, shut up. <laughs> we We met at orientation. We were in the same group and we just clicked. And to this day, we are still best friends. Me and Tink met at a dance audition for um, a dance team on campus. And we met and we clicked. <laughs> and we became like the three musketeers. <laughs> musketeers. Raven and Tink and I were all auditioning. Um, to be on the dance team. And I'm going I'm to do that story time probably next week uh, for Unique Thoughts because that's an interesting story. <laughs> um, needless to say, it ends with they made the team and I didn't <laughs> for good reason. Um, but I met them both in college. And as I stated, we legit had a phone call or a video call this morning. Check in on your village. Don't don't just let it be, oh, everyone's checking on you all the time. Check in on your village. Um, Tink is a mom and a wife now. And, oh, ma'am, you finally made it home to check on your badass grandchildren? I'm sorry. Got distracted. But Tink is a mom and a wife. And she's killing it. <laughs> like, she's, I told her this morning, I was like, come on, snap back game. Just snap she was like oh, i still got a little bit more girl back you still like when i say she had the baby had my goddaughter in february february 5th is when she had my goddaughter and today is what the 23rd and she's almost back down to her weight before her baby so come on snap back game you know come on come through genetics um, cause I still got a little baby fat from my God, baby, that I'm trying to get rid of. Uh, <laughs> and my friend Raven is, she is killing it, um, working in Florida. She's from Louisiana and she had faith and made that move from, um, from Louisiana to Florida. And we've been out there and did a little girl's trip with her. And like when I said, she's the type of person that 
you would always want in your corner. She's the genuine like type of person that cares genuinely and loves unconditionally about the people she keeps around her. And she is so funny and has, I say, the cutest laugh. Because <laughs> it'll start out loud and then <laughs> kind of quiet down. Or when she starts laughing, there's like no sound that comes out. Like I was saying about the bird story, I know she is crying. She cries at the drop of a hat. <laughs> I love you. I do. I love you. But she she's she's a crier. She's very she's very um into and encouraging and wrapped up in the people that she keeps around her. And I love that about her auntie um unconditionally as well as Patrick. Um Patrick I met we really met when uh we were kids but we didn't get to know each other th- uh until junior high and that is the friend that i call at random times and vent if y'all could hear the voice messages between us when i say we shade the hell out of each other we come for each other's necks but by the end of it we <laughs> we fall back into whatever conversation we were into um that's the friend i know i can call we won't speak for probably like a month or two at a time but when we get on the phone it's like nothing skipped a beat like nothing it's like we have been talking every day those are the type of people you want to keep in your corner too because he is killing it on this app and he is amazing at what he's doing and jesus Okay. Like I said, people like that you want to keep each one of them. I want to hold on to for life and keep in my corner because each one of them love me for flaws and all and all of my weirdness. Um, Patrick, I call and vent to. He has heard. I think he's heard me cry. Raven and Tink has seen me cry. And I think the biggest thing that I keep with me is. All of them have probably seen me at my worst or at least seen me not as happy-go-lucky Shanita and make everyone laugh Shanita and their opinion about me has not changed. They don't tiptoe around me. They don't, you know, treat me with kid gloves and that means a lot to me. Um, They don't feel like they have to watch what they say around me and that means so much to me that they will never know and never understand. Excuse me that that it has such a huge impact on me and i love each and every one of them dearly and i hope and pray everyone has a patrick a tink a raven in their life that they can call um depend on and call at any time and know that they're that they are there for them with no judgments no inhibitions no um, with nothing that they can hold over them. Like you tell them your deepest secret or tell them what's going on with you and they don't come back and hold it against you. Cause I have friends or had friends that they told me their deep, deepest secret and screwed me over. But I'm the type of person that I believe too much in you reap what you sow to 
kind of just spill their secrets. So get you a raven, get you a tink, get you a Patrick. Build your village how you want to build your village. If it's somebody in your village right now that's not good for you, cut them loose. Cut them loose, honey. I think I said this before. I heard it and it stuck with me. You are the CEO of your life. So that means you promote, demote, and fire whoever you deem necessary. Get you a fresh pack of pink slips and hand them out with no explanation. I love you. We have made it to the end of the show. Thank you for sticking around. I know uh, there were some parts that were longer than what I expected them to be. But, hey, you're still here. It means that you love me. (laughs) Uh, And I greatly appreciate it because I love you too. Um, We've made it to Unique Speaks. Unique Speaks is where either I do some of my poetry because I am a poet. Um... I share some of my poetry or I give quotes. You're getting a quote. All right. I said this last episode. Please don't expect no new poetry for the time being. I'm working on something, but don't expect it right now. All right. I want to hit you unexpectedly. You know, I want it to be like a ooh ah sensation. Like, ooh, I ain't know she was, I ain't know she was going to hit us with the poetry. And then, ah, I felt that thing in my spirit. So yeah, you're getting a quote today. All right. Hopefully you still get a ooh-ah sensation, but look. Um, so this quote comes from Gina Bellman, which states, I love how the connections, I love how connections can make this big old world seem like a little village. Um, quick little, uh, I hate when I have something I know what I want to say right before I hit the record button then I hit the record button and it all goes but quick little explanation or my interpretation there it goes my interpretation of the of the quote um the people that you connect with no matter how big the world is no matter where you might be in your life or they might be in theirs or people living their best lie on Instagram. No matter how big and huge the world seems, those connections, the people that you have genuine connections with, will make this whole world seem like a little village. A little village that cares for each other, that caters to each other, that is... <clears throat> that is there to build you up and not tear you down that everything you get a kudos on and when you wrong they let you know or when you need to do better they let you know so that was i told you it was gonna be quick honey it was quick so make the right connections to make this big world seem like a little village build your village spend time building your village but that is the end for me i'm sorry for all of the ums and everything like i said i have a clear picture in my head usually sometimes every now and then every now and again of what i want to say and how i want things to flow before i hit the record button and then i hit the record button and it's gone so 
um i love i love i love i love i love you unconditionally unapologetically no judgments um i love you so much thank you for tuning in thank you for sticking around until the end it's greatly appreciated to all of my new listeners give the show a i almost said a thumbs up this is not a youtube channel um (laughs) give it a favorite give it some applause it it does great things to my spirit for you to do that and when you do that um and i will see you or i will talk to you next time i hate to say next week and i don't upload next week but i love you red people jesus 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 not this b okay i'm sorry (laughs) i love you red people if you want to know why i call you red people is because my name is red and you are my people until next time remember l-o-v-e is all we need i'll talk to you soon